This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and the internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. God has great, exciting plans for your life. Stay with us for Pastor Steve Kramer's message, Plug In. Pentecost Sunday. Today we're going to celebrate the third person of the Trinity and discover what a blessing he can be in our lives. We begin our service in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious God, blow upon us the fresh wind of your Spirit as we worship you today. Refresh our souls that are thirsty and weary and in need of renewal from above. In the name of Jesus, we ask this. Amen. Today's reading is from John chapter 7, beginning at verse 37. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. 
Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So 
see the face of Christ will be clear for all the world to see. In Christ with me, in Christ before me, Christ behind me and Christ in me, Christ beneath me and Christ above me, Christ to my right and Christ to my left. Christ when I lie down and Christ when I arise. Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. And Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength. The invocation of the Trinity. Through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. I am a guitar player, and I've played in a few bands over the course of my life. I remember on more than one occasion I have been thrown into a brief moment of panic when the sound wouldn't come out of my amplifier before I had to perform. I'm jiggling the wires, checking the knobs, muttering about my equipment, and then someone asks me that all-important question, are you sure you're plugged in? And sure enough, I see that I am not. And as soon as I do plug myself in, the power gets flowing and the sound comes out as it should. Are you plugged in? That's a good question to be asking on this day when the Christian church observes Pentecost Sunday. You know the story. The gathered disciples of Jesus waiting in an upper room in Jerusalem for the power to come from on high that Jesus had promised them. Suddenly the sound of a mighty rushing wind, the tongues of fire appearing over their heads, the gospel, the good news of God's mighty works through Jesus, spoken in languages, the many languages of the world by these simple Galileans, the surprised and curious crowd, amazed that they can understand these men speaking in their own language, the cynics saying they're just drunk, and Peter's sermon about Jesus, God's Son, fulfilling all the Old Testament promises of salvation, the conviction, the 3,000 conversions and baptisms, and we see the power of God at work in and through the disciples and this new mission community formed called the church. And we're told in Scripture it wasn't a one-time thing. The scripture kept doing the same activity throughout the book of Acts, leading and guiding, convicting, teaching, stirring people's hearts through the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, just as Jesus had promised. It's rather amazing when you stop and think about it. These disciples were not highly qualified leaders, recognized theologians. They weren't even close to perfect in their obedience to Jesus and faith in him, but my, oh my, the gospel spread like wildfire throughout the ancient world through their witnessing. And these disciples, we see, also had their lives changed in amazing ways. James and John, who were once so self-promoting, now were exercising sacrificial love and service and encouraging others to do so as well. 
Peter became a more effective leader and courageous of a teacher, as we read about in Acts and in his New Testament letters. Saul, a hater of Christianity, became Paul, the passionate proclaimer of Jesus Christ. And the movement grew and grew. Even through the darkest of times in history, it grew, changing history in all kinds of good ways and marvelous ways. On and on it went through the centuries. The Roman Empire fell, but the church continued on. The Spirit of God at work was even happened in the Dark Ages, and we see him in the Reformation, the Great Awakening, the revivals, as churches of Jesus Christ established around the world led millions to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. All of this was the working of the Holy Spirit, flowing like a mighty river through history, bringing new life to so many people. All of this was simply a fulfillment of a promise that Jesus made to anyone who will believe in him. He said one day, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart or her heart shall flow rivers of living water. That's quite an image, isn't it? Rivers of living water. I see moving water, refreshing water, sparkling water, beautiful, life-giving, blessing all those who come in contact with it. I grew up living a couple blocks away from the Yellowstone River in Montana. Spent a lot of times on the banks of that river fishing or just sitting and thinking and taking in its beauty or inner tubing down the river on hot summer days. It's a beautiful river fed by mountain snow and streams, powerful rushing rapids, calm, quiet stretches, and it gives life to the land and communities it runs through. And Jesus is not talking about just a river. He's talking rivers. That's a lot of flowing water. And it's going to flow out of our hearts. The heart is the control center, the mind and the will of a person. It'll be abundantly uh, flowing through us and out of us into the lives of those around us. You know, after this statement Jesus made, John, our gospel writer, makes an editorial comment about it. He says, Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified on the cross. On Pentecost Day, though, after the cross and the resurrection, we see the spigot opened up and rivers of living water began flowing into the lives of these disciples, onto others. The Holy Spirit over the centuries has continued doing what happened on that first day of Pentecost, making unbelievers believers, growing the church of Jesus Christ, changing people, shaping, molding, conforming born-again believers into the image of Jesus, working through them as they speak of the gospel of what God has done for them through the person of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit... I'm here to announce, is still among us. He has never left. He will continue doing his work until the last day of history. He will be our helper, our counselor, comforter, advocate, and friend, Jesus has promised. He will make living rivers of living water flow out of our hearts as we follow Jesus. So on this Pentecost day, it's important that we take at least a brief look at who he is. And what he does. First of all, who he is. He's God, the third person of the Trinity. He's not an it, but a who. While we call God the creator and Jesus the redeemer, 
the best word we can use to describe the work of the Holy Spirit is he is the sanctifier. He makes us holy before God, which means sets us apart for service to God, to honor God and glorify him with our praise and obedience. Later on in church history, long after Pentecost, Martin Luther would testify of his power, the Spirit's power in this way. He said, I believe I can't by my own understanding or effort believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, and sanctified and kept me in true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it united with Jesus in one true faith. And in this Christian church, day after day, he fully forgives my sins and the sins of all believers. And on the last day, he'll raise me and all the dead and give me and all believers in Christ eternal life. So the Spirit calls me to faith in Jesus through the telling of the gospel. No one can say Jesus is Lord without the Spirit, the Apostle Paul wrote. I am incapable of figuring that out on my own. He opens my eyes to see who Jesus is, what he's done for me. He helps me to understand. He does this through the gift of his, the word and the sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion. And he moves me to hold out my empty hands and receive the gift of God's eternal life. For many of us, that began as infants at our baptism, where we were forgiven of our sins and marked as God's adopted children living in covenant with him. And then he continues to work within us, showing us Jesus and all that he's accomplished. He's shaping us, sanctifying us, making us more loving, full of peace and joy and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. He gives us gifts of the Spirit to share with other believers. And he does all this marvelous, wonderful work through the means of the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints and the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. That's what the Apostle Creed says. First of all, in the church, the communion of saints, it's there he enlightens me. Amongst the, the saints, through, through the proclamation of the gospel, pointing me to what Jesus has done at the cross and resurrection for the forgiveness of my sins. And after the confession of my sins, absolution is given, pointing me to the cross and relieving me of my burdens and sore conscience. And when I come to the Lord's Supper, his word with the bread and wine tell me, you are forgiven, my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. And through these means of grace, I am comforted and revived and refreshed in the Holy Christian Church with the forgiveness of sins. He sanctifies us through the published word as well, the sword of the spirit, which is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. As the writer of Hebrews says, it makes me holy by convicting, directing, and changing me, making me more loving and obedient like Jesus. The spirit uses the word. He helps me. The spirit helps me in my praying, works through me to effectively touch other people's lives with the gospel. I'd be lost without him, my friend, the Holy Spirit. He is always with me and such a gift. But sometimes we get disconnected, unplugged, and we miss the righteousness and peace and joy that God wants us to have. 
I'm reminded of a story from the car racing world. On February 2nd, 1985, the Daytona 500 auto race had just begun. The drivers were just beginning the third lap when all of a sudden the quarter million dollar car driven by professional driver Donnie Allison rolled to a stop on the infield side of the track and when it was checked, they found out no one had filled it with gas. Can you imagine the embarrassment? During one of the lap, lap uh, top races in the country, one of the top drivers in auto racing stalled because he'd run out of gas. Unfortunately, that's where many Christians are in their spiritual life, trying to drive and live the Christian life on an empty tank. It happens all too often and all too easily in a variety of ways as we neglect his word and let it just sit on the shelf on, on the bookstand by my bed, hardly ever opened. I appreciate this thought from Pastor Gary Oliver. He says, if a farmer doesn't plant seeds, he or she will never harvest a crop. It doesn't matter how weed-free the ground is, good seed must be planted and cultivated. In the same way, we can only reap a harvest of purity and integrity by planting the good seed of God's word into our lives. Some stay away from the church community and shoot themselves in the foot that way, missing worship fellowship with other believers. Others find it all too easy to let our prayer life become simply non-existent or perfunctory at best. And you see, I need these things, and so do you, at work in my life. The tools of the Spirit, His means of grace for our lives as followers of Jesus, they bring about those powerful rivers of living water working in us and through us, giving us power to leave the past behind as we hear the news of forgiveness for our sins and power for the presence, reminding us that we are not alone, but flanked by the powerful Holy Spirit of God who flows through us as we let our light shine through words and deeds for the sake of the gospel. He leads me into new adventures and he's constantly at work transforming me into something beautiful and confident, someone who does the right thing in God's sight and causes others to bring glory to him and honor him. Through these means of grace, he gives me assurance for even facing the future. He points me to the inheritance that awaits me at the end of my life in this world, when he will resurrect me and make me perfectly and eternally holy to live with my God forever and ever in his heaven. He's quite a friend, quite a power to have at work in one's life. And now that we know that the same excitement and power that you sense in the story of Pentecost is still available in your life, let the rivers of living water flow. My encouragement today is to plug in. For the person who is not a follower of Jesus, that means saying yes to Jesus, turning to him and telling him, you want to follow him and have him as your Savior and Lord and friend and have this new life in the Spirit. And if you are a believer in Jesus and trusting him already for eternal life, act on these words of encouragement that Peter Marshall, a great gospel preacher from the past, wrote. He said, God can still do great things for you, in you, and through you. The old gospel song has it right. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. 
while I am waiting, yielded and still. That's it, Marshall writes. We only have to be yielded, surrendered, willing, and the Spirit will do the rest. It's a matter of yielding ourselves to daily time, studying the Word of God and prayer. Establish a regular appointment time with the Spirit and keep it. A half hour, start that way. Start with John's Gospel. And it's committing yourself to be a regular worshiper. If you can't get out of your home, then worship with us. But if you can, get into a local church and get involved. Just get plugged in. God has great, exciting plans for your life. That is why he has given us his Holy Spirit. And as you get yourself plugged in, the promise of Jesus you will discover is absolutely true. Out of your heart shall flow rivers of refreshing, life-giving, living water. I invite you to sing the closing prayer with me today. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Let's sing it. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Amen. You've been worshiping with the radio and the internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Are you plugged in? If you're not a Christian, it simply means asking Christ into your life. And if you are a Christian already, it's being willing to act on His words and to trust the Holy Spirit to work through you. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit, listener-supported ministry dedicated to serving the spiritual needs of those unable to attend worship in the church of their choosing, and all others who have a desire to hear the Word and deepen their understanding of God's plan of redemption and salvation for us all. 
Your financial support of this ministry is always appreciated and is considered tax-deductible. Send your gifts to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Or visit our secure and user-friendly website at christiancrusaders.org. You'll find links to past broadcasts, daily devotions, conversations with interesting Christians, and a convenient and safe way to use your credit card to support our mission. We urge you to prayerfully consider becoming a monthly contributor to Christian Crusaders Ministry. We are excited you chose to worship with us today, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was Pastor Steve Kramer, speaker on Christian Crusaders, broadcasting gospel-oriented, Christ-centered biblical truths since 1936.